Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, welcome to Q&A. This is your opportunity this morning to text in question from the service. You'll see there's a number up on the screen. So we would encourage you to text this in this morning for Doug to have the opportunity to answer them for you. Love to. <laughs> so we do have some that have already Alrighty. come in. But they shouldn't stop now. Other right. Words, sometimes stop. questions that with answers produce more questions. So, yes. Um, yeah. So send them in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I get uh, regularly, I still get how much people appreciate the Q&A. And I, I just, this sounds silly, but... The value of Q&A is not in the answers, but in the questions. Hmm. So if you love Q&A, don't, uh, don't be shy in asking questions. It's what makes it run. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep, for sure. So first question here is about community. Oh. Um, how do you get out of being self-conscious and afraid of living in community? Yeah. All community takes risk. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, embedded, and I, I understand this. I'm not picking on this question. The um, what we want, what we want is community without the risk, community without the work, and it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Community requires risk. I have to be uh, willing to be known if. There's going to be a community. I have to be willing to allow people to know not only my uh, Instagrammable side, mm-hmm. not that I Instagram, but I think you know what I mean. Yes, just the not fo- the, I said the, the photoshopped. Yes, not, not just the postable side of my yeah. life, but the the other side that you wouldn't want posted. And I'm not okay. suggesting that we should air our dirty laundry indiscriminately sure. to anybody and everybody. It's always a little awkward when people go too far and then mm-hmm. they post in incredibly public forms things that um, aren't appropriate for that level of exposure. But don't hear me say that there shouldn't be that level of exposure in select environments. So the whole point of community is saying I can be known – maybe think of it this way. I can be known on – no, this way. I can be known on this level in a crowd. I can be known on this level in a group. And then I can be known on this level Mm -hmm. greater in a – really close personal relationship. So the it is appropriate in some sense that the greater the crowd, um, it's not that I'm unknown. I certainly am not lying or deceiving, but I recognize that the greater the size of the crowd, the less personal and known I'm going to become. So... Uh, I must take the risk of being known if I'm going to experience community. And it's not just of being known. I must take the risk of knowing to experience community. You understand what I mean? Yes, it takes two to tango, as my dad always says, like in a relationship or any community. It's a give and take. Yeah. The risk is that... If I get to, if I allow a person to feel safe in knowing them, now I 
I live with the responsibility of what they have made known to yes. me. Yes. And and some people are very uncomfortable with like I just not I'm not comfortable with being known, and I'm not I'm not comfortable with knowing you because if I know, then then I'm going to feel obligated mm-hmm. to help, to serve, to carry that weight, to bear that burden with you, and and because of a fear of doing that, or a and it may be a selfishness, but it just may be a fear of doing that. We can tend to, to not engage with one another. So the, the question, read it again. I want to make sure. I've, is that all right? Yes. Um, how do you get out of being self-conscious, self-conscious and afraid of living in community? Yeah. I, I don't think you get out of being self-conscious. Mm. <laughs> sure. Um, that's like saying, for me to courage, be courageous, I need to have no fear. No, courageous is being courageous is acting in spite of my fear. If I didn't have fear, I wouldn't need to be courageous. Mm-hmm. So, courage is action in the spite of fear. Community is being known in spite of being self conscious. Does that make sense? Yes. So, uh, my concern is that if I feel like community is at the end of the road of getting past my self-consciousness, I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. In spite of being self-conscious, in spite of what people may think. I could see it in people's eyes, for example, this morning when I said, do you know how, how much I live with fear and anxiety? And people, I could tell, they're like, hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what are you actually saying? And like, uh, not like deeply judgmental statements, but like, whoa. I wouldn't. Yes. I wouldn't think that you would live. But, you know, the fact that um, I have some things coming up that really are occupying my thoughts and I am constantly seeking to um, – Trust in the Lord so that my fears and anxieties aren't robbing me of life now. Mm-hmm. So I guess in saying that, I recognize people may – I could be self-conscious. Well, people will think less of me, think well, people will think, oh, you should be more mature than that. People would think whatever. And so because I'm self-conscious, I don't share that. But when I don't share that, then other people think, well, they're the only ones who live with fear and anxiety. And, well, Doug never does that. Well, I do. So um, – don't wait till you're not self-conscious <laughs> right. to seek community. In spite of being self-conscious, you got to take the risk. And community takes time. Yeah. It's can't not, rush it. You can't rush it. You don't just sign up and have it in hand. It takes time, like you said, yeah. of building that relationship that happens over time and often starts at kind of a, a surface level, if you mm-hmm. will. And then with time, you get to the deeper right. areas. And it can be hard but yet building that community and then when you hit that hard spot in your life and you experience community surrounding you mm-hmm. it's one of those aha moments of right. this is why the lord doesn't want us to be alone all right let me ask you the question what what is happening for it to take time what what needs to happen that it takes time because it's not just a matter of 
time in and of itself won't build community. What has to happen? You understand what I'm asking you? Yes. Like you can spend minutes together, but not be any closer to right. somebody. Um, I think over a period of time, as you build trust with somebody, you start to, if you'll open up more right. or share more about your life, or mm. then you'll invite somebody into a hard in your right. life to walk alongside you. You accept somebody right. offering to bring you a meal right. or something small like that. You ask them to pray for you in a situation, then you celebrate with them when the Lord's answered. Mm-hmm. And you have those moments of celebration, you have moments of hard, you share it's something that happens over time is you're willing to one of my least be vulnerable, but it's true. Well, it's at least why is that the least favorite? Not my favorite thing. I don't think oh. anybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're willing to show right. your non-perfect self, postable you know, self, the, yes, the non-social media self, um, then it encourages others to share as well. And right. it just it takes time, but it takes intentionality. It's right. not just showing up. It yeah. it takes work to yeah. build a relationship. You can hang out with the same people all for a long time and not necessarily be deepening community. It takes people taking the risk and not all at once, just like wide open, but taking steps and experiencing, I took a step and there was safety. Mm -hmm. So I took another step and there was safety. I took another step. So, um, yeah, I do think it takes time, but your second word, intentionality Mm -hmm. of sharing and uh, bearing Sharing and then bearing as mm-hmm. people share, bearing the burdens. Uh, Galatians chapter six, bearing one another's burdens. I think mm-hmm. that's that's when community happens. Absolutely. All right. I totally agree. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, how should we define community, and what do people in community do for each other? So it's kind of sounds like, what is community actually? Community like? common. So mm-hmm. a, a common unity, community. So there is a shared life together with a unified purpose. You have community with people who generally have a common goal. That doesn't mean everybody's the same. Sure. But there is unity in that common shared purpose, goal, intent. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I would think of community. And what was the second part of the question? Sorry, I saw you quick away. Clicking around here. Oh, it's going to take a second. Okay. Um, is that how should we define community and what yeah. do people in community do for each other? I think we have defined that What's, uh, already. What we do for one another is we provide a, a safe place mm-hmm. to be honest, to be vulnerable. We provide a place where needs mm-hmm. are shared and help is given. Needs shared, help not given will... Stunt community. Sure. So mm-hmm. need shared, help given, vulnerability, safety in that vulnerability. Uh, there is a word in the New Testament, koinonia, uh, that it was described how the early church was functioning, their fellowship, koinonia, a suffering together. So that's what community does. Uh, it suffers together. It eats together. It works together. It laughs together. That was, uh, as I think back to uh, when our kids were young and family, togetherness was our goal. We we weren't going to go in six different directions because of um, 
quite frankly, because of athletics and all of that. We said we have six kids, one of them, unless two of them can be on the same team, one of them gets to play something that season, and then we all go together to celebrate them. And then next season, somebody else in the family gets to do something. So it wasn't that each of the six kids got to do just one thing. That's what people think. Oh, so they only got to do one thing. No, only one person (laughs) got to do one thing. Otherwise, we would have been very busy but not had shared life together. So I don't have a Bible verse for that. So um, if you do it differently, that's up to you leading your family. But that was our goal of togetherness. I wanted us to play together, to eat together, to work together, to read the the Bible together in the evening, to pray together, to be together. That's, I think, the, the key right there, togetherness. Minutes together. Quality time is the accident that happens when you spend quantity time together. So my favorite lines for parenting. Like, that <laughs> yes. has really impacted That's right. the way I think about time. Yep. If you missed it, quality time is the accident that happens when you spend quantity time together. Try to plan quality time, and it almost always blows up in your face and everybody's mad. (laughs) (laughs) Again, intentionality with making a quantity of time available of being together. And then every once in a while you go, wow, that was an unforgettable moment. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. Yep. A question here regarding stewardship of the earth. So as we are stewards of the earth and care for it, how should we view climate change from a godly perspective? Some Christians believe it, some don't. Yeah. um, I think, and I'm not an expert on climate change, so I want to say that Mm -hmm. from the start. And and I I knew in saying what I would say, I would potentially scratch some of these things that would potentially get to become, and I don't want this to be a political statement. Sure, right. So um, that said, do we have a responsibility for how we handle the our climate issues? Yes. What the truth is, because, <laughs> I mean, here's the difficulty. What's truth? Uh, what's really true about climate and climate change and global warming and all of those issues anymore? It seems like you can hear whatever side of the argument you want. So I'm not going to pick a side on that one. I am simply saying that there are ways that we ought to say, how are we taking care of this earth? I thought about as I was walking over here, uh, I used to try to always avoid bottled water around the office because it created unnecessary plastic for for uh, landfills. That this isn't gone going away. And when there, I'm not against bottled water. I just think when there are reasonable alternatives, sure. we ought to try to use reasonable alternatives. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we can go too far sure. and worship the planet. I think the way I said it Thursday night is uh, I think we react to people who are committed to saving the whales. But I'm not against saving the whales unless it's to the absence of saving the unborn children. Hmm. Uh, There can be a commitment to some things 
with a uh, disregard to others. And what I was trying to share in the message was we can get out of balance and so focus on one thing that other things don't matter. Life matters and uh, the planet that God has given us matters. But here's why it matters. We're not going to be here forever. At one point, this earth will be destroyed by fire and God will create a new heaven and new earth. So my goal is not to make, we have to maintain this earth because it's going to last forever. No, my intentionality is we should take care of the planet that reveals the glory of God. Mm -hmm. In the same way, uh, I try to be conscious of what I eat, don't eat, not to an extreme, obviously, um, but I, I try to be careful about what I eat, not as it relates to how much I weigh, but the energy that I have, therefore, then to be a impactful person for the glory of God. Does that make sense? Yes. In other words, uh, it's usually our weight that drives our diet. And as believers, I think there ought to be something greater. How can I live more fully, more energetically to the glory of God that would drive my diet, my sleep, my exercise, those sort of things? When my body talks to me about exercise, it's telling me you need to get the exercise so that you can think better. Mm -hmm. And thinking clearly is an important part of what I do for what God's called me to do. So I exercise not because it's going to make me live longer, really. I don't, and, and I don't skip as many Reese's cups as I can, <laughs> so I don't have to buy new pants. <laughs> I know that stuff makes me groggy. I know that it's like pouring sugar in the fuel tank of my the car of my life, and it's just going to bog me down. So I try to be careful about those things without going crazy about it. So I realize I strayed far from the climate question. I don't have a specific statement on climate other than we ought to be conscious about it to the glory of God, not because we think the earth is going to last forever. And and in caring for the earth, I think about for the past couple of years, we've had a butterfly garden. And it's so fun to see the Lord's creation and how he has so meticulously created a monarch butterfly in that process. And what a reminder that is to us of how God loves us even more. And so there's so much about the earth to enjoy and to reflect the Lord that why would yes. we not take steps to to care for his beautiful creation? I just happen to be a plant lady. I love plants, so I'm going to put them everywhere. Um, but it also is an opportunity to have conversations with my neighbors who are passionate about plants but may not know the Lord. And so there's there's so much about what God has created right. that grows in the ground that or flies in the sky that we can care for and sure. then reflect him through that. And I think part of that can be uh, when we do that, um, we experience the image of God in us a little more fully. Mm-hmm. When you care for that garden, there's a greater sense of... Uh, this is part of who God has made me to be. Like mm-hmm. Eric Little in Chariots of Fire, when he says, when I run, it wasn't just running for medals. When I run, I feel the pleasure of God. He had a sense of God made me fast. And when I do that, I'm experiencing uniquely who God made me to be. I could, uh, 
I'm, I like plants that never die. <laughs> and <take> a little <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> I'm with you. I do like those also. <laughs> so, um, but my mom, she, for almost all her life, loved a garden. Mm. And I think just working in the garden, being outside was her experiencing a sense of uniquely how God had made her human. And so I think we experience parts of that differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we kind of talked on this, but the one question here is, what does practical everyday dominion of the earth look like? Yeah, it's, I, I recognize uh, God has given it to me to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So plants are good for food. Mm-hmm. Animals are good for food. I rule it, though, in a manner that uh, maybe think of it this way. I have dominion, so I have responsibility for it to rule it in a manner that it's it remains sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I'll uh, kill yeah. the proverbial chicken. I protect the chicken so I can continue to eat the eggs. Does that make sense? So uh, uh, dominion over the earth. I wanna. I want to treat it in a manner that it continues to be enjoyable and mm. reveal the glory. Not just wiping out, but right. to continue yeah, to be dominion sustainable. Dominion could have this sense of, I can do whatever I want. It doesn't To matter. dominate. But, yes. But to rule in that mm-hmm. manner, uh, you know, you, if you go to a place like Haiti and you see what they have done to strip the earth of everything sustainable— uh, yeah, they had dominion over it, but it was not a God-glorifying dominion, and they suffer greatly from it. So it's dominion. I would hope people would think of dominion as a way, a rule over it in a in a way that maintains its beauty and its sustainability. Mm, it's a good way, a good description for that. I didn't think about that with the sus- sustainability idea of that. You know, uh, this will be a silly thing, but there was a time in in my fishing life that if I caught a fish that was edible, I always kept it. I always kept it. Didn't how many? Didn't matter how much a uh, fish I had in my freezer. I, if I caught a fish, I was gonna keep it. <laughs> just and, buy and, more freezers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've realized now. Maybe this is just uh, we're from eight to two now, but generally, if I can't. Uh, eat the fish that night or the next night or don't have a person uh, I know that would want it uh, and I share it with them, put it back, even if it's within a slot. Friday, I caught two 35-inch reds out of slot. Um, and that's they were not legally allowed to be kept and I put them back. But that was a law issue. Sometimes I keep them, they're within slot, but I still put them back because... Uh, I'm not going to be able to eat them. I think that's the sustainability of it that I wouldn't have always thought that mm-hmm. way. I yeah. would always thought, nope, I caught it mine to keep. Mine. <laughs> so maybe I'm just getting old and soft. <laughs> <laughs> Good perspective, I think. Good perspective. Just a practical way I've, I've tried to think. No, think differently about things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate all of your questions this morning and really want to encourage you if you're looking to build community to take that first step to don't 
um, allow the fear to hold you back. And if we can help you with that in any way, it'd be a privilege to do that. So please reach out to us. You can email the church, text us further here. Um, it'd be a privilege to do yeah. that because we were created for it. I think I said it last week. Let me say it again, though. Mm-hmm. I met that couple that said, we've been watching, watching. We just said, it's time to go to get up and go to church. And they did. And I think they're going to take a next step and join a family group. So maybe that's your first step to get up from the couch and come to church. We'd love to have you. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Hope you have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.